Welcome to the Payoff Pitch presented by DNL Window Tinting on Fanimal Radio. I'm Paul Valley. And the Orioles once again lost last night, three to nothing, to drop their record to 17 and 38, which is still the worst record in all of baseball. Which means a team with the number one overall draft pick in this year's draft, which is just five days away, will, is likely to have the number one pick in the draft next year also, which could expedite this uh, rebuild a little bit. So. Uh, last night, Dylan Bundy, he went seven innings. He gave up three runs, no walks, which is nice to see. Eight strikeouts, still gave up the one home run, but it's better than what the, we were seeing the first month of the season, so we'll take it. Uh, Dylan Bundy, if you recall, was the fourth overall pick in the draft in 2010. I'm sorry, 2011. So that's a, a first-rounder who's helping the Orioles right now. Another first-rounder who's helping the Orioles right now, DJ Stewart, who was a first-round pick for the Orioles in 2015, along with Ryan Mountcastle. DJ Stewart last night went three for four and had a stolen base. His three hits were half of the Orioles' full game total of six. So DJ Stewart is red hot in the minor leagues in May, had the highest batting average on base percentage of any minor league player across the board for the month of May. Deserved that call up and came up and picked up right where he left off in Norfolk with three hits last night. Uh, today's show is a bit of a draft preview. So we're going to talk a little bit right now about those first-round picks. Again, we mentioned Dylan Bundy and we mentioned DJ Stewart. Uh, and I briefly mentioned Ryan Mountcastle. He hasn't played in about a week with a finger injury. Right now he's day-to-day, -day, according to Rockabaco. But when he, went, when he stopped playing with the finger injury, hitting 326 with seven home runs and 33 RBIs, still not as disciplined as you'd like at the play, only about eight walks on the season. They, the Orioles want to see that number go up before they decide to call him up. But it's nice to see a first-round pick in him and D.J. Stewart uh, really helping out the ball club in Norfolk and making their way towards Baltimore, if not now, then in the, in the hopefully near future. Other first-round picks are doing well right now. Cody Sedlock, the, the 2016 first-round draft pick, 3-0 with a 1.44 ERA at Frederick, which is really nice to see because the previous uh, couple of seasons, he really struggled down there with dealing with injuries and then effectiveness. But really pitching well down there uh, and making a case to be brought up to Bowie sooner rather than later. Uh, and then D.L. Hall. Last year he led all Orioles organizational starters with a 2.10 ERA. Granted, it was only about 94 innings pitched. But still, that one loss record, 2-7, and seven, not what you're looking for. But with a 2.10 ERA, you can tell that really wasn't on him. Uh, this year, it's his first taste of a high ball, high A ball at Frederick. He's 1-2 with a 4.50 ERA. Um, that's, you know, averaging a quality start per, per game. If you look at it, three runs every in six innings, that's a 450 ERA. Uh, I really think there was just a couple of bad starts that have in, impacted his ERA uh, negatively. Otherwise, I feel like he's pitched pretty well down there. And then the big name, Grayson Rodriguez. Orioles drafted him 11th overall in the 2018 first-year amateur player draft. And he's come out there and proved to be a top commodity for the ball club. 6-0 with a 147 ERA and 61 strikeouts in just 43 innings at Del Marva. Really proving the Orioles right. He was a, the biggest pop-up player in the draft, as people mentioned last year. Came out of nowhere with a mid to upper 90s fastball. Really put himself on the map. And he's pushing for a promotion because it's his first year of pro ball and he is dominating the hitters down at Del Marva. With that in mind, I have a guest coming on. He's the editor for PressBoxOnline.com. His name is Luke Jackson. He's going to be coming on and give us a preview of the draft. We all know the three names that the Orioles could take with the top pick overall. Uh, Adley Rutschman, the catcher out of Oregon State. Andrew Vaughn, the first baseman out of University of California, who was last year's Golden Spikes Award winner. 
And then the prep player out of a, out of a high school in Texas, uh, Bobby Witt Jr., the five-tool shortstop, who is 19 years old as a senior in high school. So first we're going to get a, uh, a word from our sponsor, and then when we come back, Luke Jackson is going to join us, and he's going to give us everything we didn't know about Monday's draft. In your home, sunshine can stream in through windows, bringing a cheerful feel and warmness to any room. Sometimes, though, it brings in too much warmth, even harmful ultraviolet light and solar energy that can raise energy bills, drain the color from your fabrics and furnishings, and cast a blinding glare on your television or computer screens. DNL Window Tinting can protect your home from all of this while saving you money on energy bills. Start saving today by calling DNL at 410-941-2942. That's 410-941-2942. Welcome back to the Payoff Pitch on Fanimal Radio. Again, I'm Paul Valley, and joining me now is the editor of PressBoxOnline.com, Luke Jackson. Luke, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. Sure. Uh, so today you're going to give us a little bit of a draft preview. Sure. We all know the three big names that everybody's mentioned uh, that the Orioles could potentially take at the top of the draft. Mm-hmm. The widespread thought is that it's going to be Adley Rutschman, the catching out of, catcher out of Oregon State. He's put up video game numbers after being a Golden Spikes finalist last year. He's a finalist again this year. He's hitting over 400, switch hitter with power, great defense. But there's also rumors that the Orioles might not take him so they can get that underslot value, so they can get an overslot value on somebody in the second round. Uh, but first, tell us a little bit about Adley Rutschman and what the Orioles can expect should they draft him. Yeah, so it's going to be the obvious comparison to Matt Wieters uh, that Orioles fans know. Uh, Matt Wieters was drafted out of uh, Georgia Tech uh, in tw- 2007 with a uh, very uh, similar scouting report. Uh, college catcher, uh, switch hitter. Uh, power up from both sides of the plate, can hit from average from both side of the, sides of the plate, really good arm. Uh, but Rutschman is considered, considered a better defender, a better receiver, uh, and he's considered a little better hitter uh, from both sides of the plate. So Rutschman is considered the better prospect. Uh, Matt Wieters went fifth in the draft, and, and part of the reason he went fifth in the draft was because he was represented by Scott Boris. And uh, obviously with uh, Rutschman, there's there's not that distraction, so to speak. Uh, but uh, Rutschman is the better prospect, and he's a very unique prospect in the sense that uh, switch hitting catchers with power from both sides of the plate, who can for average from both sides of the plate, those guys don't come around. Uh, he's the best catching prospect from the draft probably since Buster Posey, uh, and who was the year after uh, Matt Wieters in that, in that draft. Uh, the Orioles took Brian Mattis uh, out of the University of San Diego, the left-handed pitcher, um, who went on to uh, have some good years in the Orioles' bullpen but didn't quite pan out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting package. Um, Baseball America is calling him the best draft prospect since Bryce Harper. I think that can be argued. I think it can also be argued that um, he's right up there with Casey Mize last year, the uh, terrific right-handed uh, starting pitching prospect uh, for the Detroit Tigers, uh, who went to Auburn last um, and is now in the Tigers system and is doing big, big things. And yeah, is, he's tearing uh, it up. He's tearing it up, and he's going to have a chance to be a top-of-the-rotation guy for the Tigers for a long time. So I, I, either way, whether you think that he's right up there with Casey Mize or you think he's the best one since uh, uh, since – Buster Posey or since Bryce Harper or whatever, uh, he's, he's quite good. And you mentioned top of the rotation guys, the Orioles' first-round pick last year, Grayson Rodriguez, mm-hmm. who we mentioned before the break on this show. He's tearing it up. 6-0 with a 147 mm-hmm. ERA, 61 strikeouts in 43 innings down at Delmarva. If the Orioles draft Adley Rutschman, mm-hmm. this is a guy that could reach the big leagues at the same time as Grayson Rodriguez potentially. And you have a battery right there that is – upper echelon, top, top of the league, you know what I mean? And I just think that taking a catcher like Adley Rutschman who can 
grow with the young pitching staff because we all know that the Orioles' best pitchers are all at double A. I'm sorry, are all at uh, low A ball, Del Marva, mm -hmm. and high A, Frederick. Yep. Their best arms are down there. They'd probably all be reaching the major leagues right around the same time. And having a young catcher who has a mind for the game, is uh, staunch defensively, and can call a game and pitch frame, mm -hmm. that's somebody that you want growing with your young pitchers. Right, and I think one of the reasons why you take a catcher, and one of the things that we've heard a lot about when we're talking about catchers these days is that starting catchers now only catch about 110 games a year, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to uh, even recently it was 130, 135 games. But from what we've learned about rest and things like that, uh, it's really good for those catchers to, to get more rest and, and be more effective when they are in there. But when they are in there, they can affect not just their at-bats, but they can affect the entire pitching staff. So the Orioles right now have a 13-man pitching staff. When you have a really good catcher who is really in tune with the pitching staff, who is really good defensively, he impacts all corners of the game. Uh, and if you remember when uh, Toronto signed Russell Martin, and this was a handful of years ago, and they signed him for a lot of money, and they probably signed him for, for too much money, and, and general manager at the time, Alex Anthopoulos, was explaining why he was doing it, and he said, and he said look, with Russell Martin and how good he is uh, defensively and how good he is with pitchers, he's impacting half of my team every time he's in there. Right. And, and so that's really one of the big things with a, a catcher is that the good ones, the Yadier Molinas, the Buster Poseys, they impact so much of the game and they impact uh, half your roster because they're working with all the pitchers. Um, and so that's, that's sort of the idea with uh, Adley Rushman. And you mentioned all the uh, interesting arms that are down uh, in, at the A-ball level right now. And, and, and that's because uh, in the Orioles the past two years, I think, have had really good drafts. Mm -hmm. um, and, and with D.L. Hall and Grayson Rodriguez at the top. So, yeah, I think you're right that if they do take uh, Adley Rushman, that he could grow with those pitchers that they have in the lower minors. That, and, and that's something that Mike Elias uh, mentioned right away when he took the job. Uh, he was asked about, you know, what's the state of this farm system? And he's like, listen, you know, the, the farm system has a way to go, but there are some really interesting arms at the lower levels, and we're seeing that this year. I mean, Delmarva just won their 40th game. Absolutely. They're the first team in the majors or the minors to win right. 40 games. And I think they said it's only the third time since 2005 they've won 40 games before the break. And yep. it's not even June yet. Right. Uh, so that just shows you, and it's all because of the pitching. Right. Uh, it just shows you how well that team has right. been throwing. Gary Rasich and his staff, uh, the past two drafts, they killed it. They oh. did a really good job. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like how you mentioned uh, Yadier Molina and Buster Posey because those two catchers have, have been in eight World Series. Right combined and they've mm -hmm. won I believe uh, what is it four or five of them yep yeah so that's something that Orioles fans like to hear and want right. to hear since the team hasn't even been to a World Series since 1983 so they're really hurting for that and it's good to hear you know that a good strong catcher can get you to the promised land and where did Rutschman lead Oregon State last year exactly college, the World, college World, Series. World Series and he was the MVP of that college yep. World Series so uh, now with the emphasis on a catcher and Adley Rutschman you like that up the middle defense mm -hmm. You have to talk about Bobby Witt sure. Jr. because before Absolutely. anybody even heard of Adley Rutschman last year, it was quit for Witt. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was thinking Bobby Witt Jr. His dad, his dad is a, was a former big league pitcher, scout in the his uncle is a scout in the yep. Orioles organization. This is a guy who has a potential to be a five-tool player at mm -hmm. a premium position, and he's just a high school player. Although the one knock against him is he's old for a high school player. He's 19 years old right. playing in his, in his senior season. Right. 
So yeah, I mean, you're talking about a, a very polished five-tool kid, and, and he, he likes to say that he's a, actually a six-tool player because of the mental side of the game. And you can imagine that growing up in a big league family with a big league dad, uh, why he could get there, meaning that he understands what big league life is about. His, his dad has taught him a big league work ethic, um, and, and his dad has kind of taught him along the way, uh, and, and who better? I mean, and I mean, he just recently said on one of our shows that his dad's been like his best friend as he's grown up, and and what a perfect person to learn from. But anyway, um, you're talking about a, a potential guy at the big league level who can hit for average, hit for power, can run. He can really run. Really, he can really run. defend, and he's got a great arm. He actually pitches for his uh, high school team. He closes once a week. He's mm -hmm. up to 97 with a good slider. Um, so I, I don't know about those dreams about a, a two-way player for Bobby right, I mean, right, he's a shortstop, right. but uh, that tells you what kind of arm he has. Uh, and, and like you said, he's a little bit older, and so he's super polished. You remember when Dylan Bundy was drafted, and he was a little bit older? This was back in 2011, and the thought was that he's a really polished high school uh, right-hander who's going to move actually like a college arm would, uh, a really advanced college arm would, and he was on that track until he got hurt. Right. I sort of think the same thing about Bobby Witt, that this is a guy that for most high school uh, for most high school picks, they're going to start in the GCL, and it's going to be like a one-step-at-a-time kind of deal, unless they're just freaks like Manny Machado, mm -hmm. and they're in the big leagues by the time they're 19 years old. Usually, it's a, it's a kind of a slower grind for, for high schoolers. I think with Bobby Witt, he's got a chance to move pretty quickly for a high school player through a farm system, um, and, and because of that polish, because of everything he's done. I mean, he the past two years, the past two summers and falls, he has been at every single event. He's been at every Team USA event. He's been at every Perfect Game event, every Under Armour event. He's done it all. Uh, and he loves the game. He loves to play. Um, and, and like you said, I mean, he's a very, very interesting prospect. Uh, and, and he's a guy that uh, if the Orioles go that direction, no fan should be disappointed if they end oh, up going that direction. Absolutely not. No matter who they take, whether it's Rutschman or Bobby Witt Jr., the Orioles have something to be excited about. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, the guy that I wouldn't be too excited about, and that's not to say he's not a good player, mm -hmm. Golden Spikes Award winner last year, uh, and a finalist again this year, you're looking at Andrew Vaughn, mm -hmm. the, the five foot eleven first baseman out of the University of California. Now, this is a guy who is the most polished bat coming out of the mm -hmm. draft, right? They're saying that he has the, he has the potential to start his first full pro season at Double A, yep. and he could his bat could be big league ready pretty quickly. Yep. Um, the knock on him is that his defense is far behind his bat, mm -hmm. and he's never going to move off first base. Mm -hmm. It's first base or bust for this guy. For me, the Orioles already have Trey Mancini. Mm -hmm. They already have Ryan Mountcastle. Chan Sisko is not going to be a catcher at the mm -hmm. big league level. He's going to have to switch positions. So right now you have a log jam. Now, having a lot of too much talent is never a bad problem right. to have, but it would make me wonder why the Orioles would take a first baseman when you already have potentially three who are going to be big league contributors to this ball club. Right, right. And if, but at the same time, if they think that Andrew Vaughn is the best player in the draft, they think the bat is that special, you don't really based on, you don't base, draft based upon need. Um, you kind of take the best player and you figure it out along the way because right. baseball happens fast. Mm -hmm. Trey Mancini could be traded. That's true. Um, Ryan Malcastle could play left field. 
Uh, Ryan Mountcastle could figure it out at third base. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could happen. So baseball happens really fast. So that if you think uh, Andrew Vaughn is the best player because his bat is that special, that you think that this guy has a chance to be a Paul Goldschmidt type of right-handed hitting first baseman, and you think that he's got a better chance to get there than Adley Rushman does to his ceiling and Bobby Witt does to his ceiling, then you should feel comfortable taking the guy you think is the best is the best player. Uh, and, and like you mentioned, uh, I mean, his profile is such that it's not as exciting as a five-tool shortstop. It's mm-hmm. not as exciting as a guy who's the best catching prospect since Buster Posey. Uh, it's because it's a, like a right-right first baseman, a guy who hits right-handed, throws right-handed, and he's about 5'10", 5'11". Uh, that's not a profile that's going to get people excited at 1-1. Uh, and when you're thinking of that kind of profile for a first baseman, you're thinking like a Christian Walker type, um, which isn't the kind of profile. Not to say that he's you know Christian Walker or anything like that, who's actually having a, a great year for the Diamondbacks. But typically speaking, that's not a 1-1 type of profile. Right. Um, but that being said, his hit tool is off the charts. His power is off the charts. I mean, actually, the things that he and Rutschman are doing uh, in the Pac-12 are pretty, pretty great because um, – there are a lot of pitchers' parks in that in that uh, in that conference because, as you imagine, you know the Pacific winds coming off the, uh, the ocean, things like that. Especially a Cal, uh, so that's a tough place to tough place to hit. So um, so yeah, I mean, either any of those three three guys would be really really good additions. But obviously, like you said, the more exciting profiles are uh, Witt and and uh, Rutschman. Now, if they were to select a player like Andrew Vaughn. Um, we talked about, how, before the show, we talked about how it could be for the underside value so they can get somebody, they can throw more money at somebody mm-hmm. with that 41st pick in the draft. Now, for me, I think that's a risky move because at 41, you have a lot of teams picking before you. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that's a risky move. However, the Orioles do go that route, mm-hmm. which would be, I would think that that would be their thinking if they do draft Vaughn. Who is, who is somebody they could potentially target in the second or even third round to throw extra money at so they can get them? Somebody who might not be thinking about coming out this year. Right, right. So the most, I guess the most famous potential overslot that there is right now, uh, and I don't know what his situation is as far as how much he's going to want and really where he's expected to go as far as because of what he could command, it would be Maurice Hampton. The, um, he, he's committed. He's a high schooler out of, uh, I believe, down south. I believe it's Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Don't hold me to that, though. But he's committed to go to LSU to play football, and baseball. Okay. He is a uh, consensus four-star cornerback, uh, and he's an outfielder in baseball. So he's committed to LSU to play both sports, uh, and he's going to be a part of this draft. I don't know where he's going to be drafted, but he's going to take a good bit to sign. Um, and then also another one would be Al Leiter's son, who is uh, committed. To, he's a pitcher, as you would imagine. Right. Uh, he's committed to go to Vanderbilt. It's expected that he's is going to go to Vanderbilt that he, he, what he's going to command uh, it, other teams aren't going to match. So those are two um, that, that are kind of the more famous overslots, but uh, Maurice Hampton, that's, that's one to keep an eye on uh, right. because, um, like I said, it, it, obviously baseball has had some, some issues uh, the past year with the, like the Kyler Murrays and you know, the football and all that, but Maurice Hampton would be a really good get for baseball because he's a terrific athlete, and it would be interesting to see how he does. Now, with we've already mentioned the three players. You've mentioned Maurice Hampton. You mentioned Al Leiter's son as potential overslot picks uh, with that second, with that first pick in the in the second round. Um, is there any are there any players that we're leaving out in the first round for the Orioles that they could jump up and take that people wouldn't expect? 
I would be shocked if it wasn't one of those three guys that we've mentioned. Um, C.J. Abrams is a high school shortstop out of Georgia. He is another potential five-tool shortstop. He's just not as advanced as Witt. Mm -hmm. um, he's not as polished. He's going to take more time. So what does that mean? There's more risk there. There's more risk involved there. If the Orioles were picking fourth, I think that that would be a route that they would go. Uh, another high schooler, a really talented high schooler, is Riley Green. Mm -hmm. He's an outfielder out of Georgia. Um, he is probably, he's one of the best bats in the draft. High school, college, whatever. Obviously, he's not as advanced as Vaughn, but he's, he's someone who might end up playing left field um, in pro ball and in the big leagues, but he's a, he's a pretty special bat. But again, that would be more of a guy if the Orioles were picking fourth that they potentially could go after. Uh, so, those are, so those are two other guys. And then the other, another guy would be J.J. Uh, uh, Blade from uh, an outfielder out at Vanderbilt who's having a monster year in the SEC. And anytime you have a monster year in the SEC, uh, that, that's big time because that is the best baseball conference out there. So mm -hmm. uh, those are those six guys, that the three guys that I just mentioned, and the three guys we were talking about before, Witt, Vaughn, and Rutschman, it's very likely that those six guys are going to be the top six uh, guys drafted in some order on Monday. Um, no pitchers uh, in the top eight or nine really mm -hmm. this year, which is kind of a fluke. Right. Um, but there's just not much college pitching out there. Next year is a much, much better crop of college pitching, uh, led possibly by this kid, uh, Emerson Hancock out of Georgia. I read a little bit about him last week. He seems to be lighting it up mm -hmm. right now for them. I think he's got, what, like 109 ERA? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so he's, 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 he's kind of that Casey Mize sort of prospect. Gotcha. Gotcha. And the Orioles, uh, like we said, they are, before you came on, worst record in baseball right now, 17 yep. and 38. So they're marching towards the first pick in the draft mm -hmm. next year, too. Uh, there is an infielder, uh, I believe his last name is Torkelson? Spencer Torkelson. Spencer, yep. Spencer Torkelson. Arizona State. Right. And he's actually a first baseman. Um, and ironically enough, you know, the, two of the uh, big position player prospects out of the college crop last year, next year, a first baseman, and it's, there's actually another switch hitting catcher, oh, really? uh, Patrick Bailey out of uh, NC State. Gotcha. So that's just kind of ironic how that worked out. So, so whoever the Orioles don't get this year, they can just go out. There. Exactly. There you, so, go. there you go. That's the plan. I think that if the Orioles are going to go, you mentioned another shortstop. I can't, I, I can't remember the name um, that the Orioles might take, but probably won't with that first pick. Abrams. Abrams, right. Uh, I think, though, that the Orioles are going to go shortstop with the first pick. It's going to have to be Bobby Witt. First high schooler in history to be nominated for a Golden Spikes mm -hmm. Award. He was a semifinalist. No, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know it was possible either until I was looking at the list last night, and the last name on the list, Bobby Webb, I was like, he's in high school. Right. And he's the first one ever nominated for Golden Spikes Award. Just shows you the kind of talent this guy has. Right. So. Right. Oh, well, that's going to do it for us here on the payoff pitch. Luke Jackson, thank you so much for joining us. Really for great me, stuff man. today. Absolutely. It was, it was a thrill. I think our. Our um, audience is really going to enjoy watching this great draft primer for the draft five days away coming up Monday, June 3rd. We could have Adley Rutschman or Bobby Witt Jr. or Andrew Vaughn as a Baltimore Oriole. So stay tuned while we'll I talk all about it next week with Adam McInturf of 2080 Baseball. Until then, thanks again to Luke Jackson. I'm Paul Valley. This has been the Payoff Pitch by DNL Window Tinting on Fanimal Radio.